Hello, beautiful people. You have greatly blessed me by choosing to be here. So let's talk. Let's talk about how life takes purposeful thought and, of course, great courage. It always has. But it really does even more so today, for we live in a whole new time that is full of challenges. Therefore, I want you to get your excitement up. I want you to be so excited because I know this for sure. God is calling us to a whole new season. There is no way, no way that we can be Superman or Wonder Woman, but we can strive to be the best we can without feeling that we have to overextend ourselves. And by not doing so, we can focus more on being more mindful to take care of ourselves, to get the proper rest we need, and to eat the right things and feed ourselves spiritually as much as we can so we can be the best that we were meant to be to be able to fulfill God's calling upon our lives. God is calling us to reflect our full purpose and potential and implement those vital components in our lives. People who should embrace life, they should do so with joy and fulfillment and can be known by their acts of being faithful in each of the areas of their lives, and we wonder how they do it. People who understand this, they realize that it involves discipline and self-sacrifice, and all of this can happen as we allow the Word of God to nurture us and the Spirit of God to take control of us and have His way in our lives. A lot of times when people fail, it's because they are not committed to the discipline and the self-sacrifice, but you have to make up your mind to do so to be that, to be disciplined, and to have that self-sacrifice. That's how you succeed. God has already promised to complete the gracious work that He started in us. That's according to Philippians 1.6. So He is asking, where are you, men and women, boys and girls of courage? Today, we celebrate you, and we encourage you to begin at this very moment with a whole new outlook on life as a man, a woman, a husband, a wife, a father, a mother, an aunt, an uncle, a grandfather, or a grandmother, and even you kids, a son or a daughter, a friend, a leader, an encourager. Did you know that it doesn't even matter who you are or what roles you are in? You make the choice. You make the choice to lead or to follow. For those choosing to lead, it is exciting to see men and women, boys and girls of courage rising up. Did you know that it takes one person in that crowd, one person in that crowd to have enough courage, enough guts to stand up and to speak and to do what is right and people around you, they feel it too. They start to feel it rise up into them to where they get to the point where they're supporting you. And then they begin to grow even more and they are speaking up for what they believe in and for what they want to live for. And so don't ever think that it's wasted because it's not. Life is busy, right? We can always find something to do. We're never bored. Really, There's no time to be bored. There's always something to do. Whether we want to do it or not, there's always something to do. And since we live in such a microwave society, everything needs to be done right now. We begin living our lives feeling overwhelmed. 
with what needs to be done or with where we need to be now or where we need to be later. We only have so much time, right? So when do we find time for other things in life? You know, the things that don't have a specific deadline, things that we feel might not be so pressing at the moment that we can just put it off, especially if it's for someone else. They can wait, right? They'll understand. I have had a lot of things going on. It's summertime and school is out, and I've had specific goals with an ending date that I wish to accomplish it by. In the midst of all this constant busy, I've got less and less sleep, and I find that people need me. So some things have had to change. I recall this one time when I was on top of this ladder, and of course, then my phone rings. Because I'm in the middle of an interior renovation, I choose not to wear makeup that day, and I wear clothing that already has paint stains on it. I'm covered in paint and sweat, and my doorbell rings. I'm scraping popcorn ceiling smooth, and it's the worst mess in the whole world. Not only is it a mess to my house, it's in my hair, it's on my face. When a text message comes in, or someone is messaging me on Facebook, When did I become so popular and why? Well, this is when you have to be careful what you ask the Lord for. I say this jokingly. We have to remember that our life is God's timing, not our own. It was probably two or three months ago when I was bored and not so busy, and I asked God to use me more in His plans. And so in the midst of all the busy, He decided the time was now. So I'm on top of the ladder, and God said to me, Are you going to be a Martha or a Mary? Because I'm here right now, and I need you to be available for this person. I often think of this story because my mother would want to have people over, but she felt like many of us have felt that maybe we didn't have the nicest of things to have them in our home, as they may have been accustomed to. What happens with this mindset is we then hold back and usually never follow God's calling because we feel we're not good enough. We don't have things nice enough so someone else, someone else can do it. I finally had to change the way that I thought and just jump in by simply inviting people into my home. I must share with you that every time there has been someone who has said, who has complimented our beautiful home. Some have said that our home is so loving and that they always feel such a peace here. And they say how much that they love our home and being here with us. Guess what? Not only I, but those people would have missed all that God had planned for us had I continued to say no and not realize that it all was more than enough. In case you're not familiar with the story of Mary and Martha, here is a brief summary. Jesus Christ and his disciples stopped at the house of Mary and Martha. Of course, if Jesus was coming to your house, you would probably want everything to be perfect and impressive and at its best. Honestly, I would. But what is important to Jesus is that he has your full attention, your time. He's concerned about the time you give him. 
Jesus has always been more interested in relationships and for us spending time with him. Mary was being mindful of Jesus's presence. She sat at the feet of Jesus intently listening to his words. Martha, meanwhile, she was distracted with preparing and serving the meal for the group and frustrated Martha scolded Jesus, asking him whether he cared that her sister had left her to fix the meal and do all of the work. She told Jesus to order Mary to help her with the preparations. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her, according to Luke ten forty one through 42 Good works should flow from a Christ-centered life, not the other way around. They do not produce a Christ-centered life. What we are mindful of Christ, we give Jesus the attention he deserves. He empowers us to serve others. So in this world that we live in, when he calls us to do his work, it is in various forms, most especially whenever someone needs us. So not only do we need to spend time with the Lord, we need to be prepared to answer the calling of serving him at any given moment. What I also know is that he may call us to specific people, specific purposes, and for a specific plan. We may only be the seed planner, which he will then have others, other forms, other people he will use to further this effort or cause. He will not call you to every person, but he may use you to help guide many of them to the person who can further help them. You must answer the call of what he has called you to do. He will make this clear to you the closer you maintain your relationship with him. This is where studying his word and discernment comes into our lives. He shows us what we are to do and what we are not to do. Honestly, many things can wait. They can be put off for another time, another day. This is what I've been doing a lot of lately. The things I'm busy with, they won't matter in heaven. It's the work of the kingdom that does matter. When that phone rings, that text message comes in, that doorbell rings, whatever it is, I wonder if I really have the time. And then I hear him say, are you going to be a Martha or a Mary? Because here I am again needing you to be available unto me. The one thing that I've learned is even when I think I have my day planned out, God can totally change it. Therefore, I must be prepared for the unexpected that he expects of me. Something God has been explaining to me lately is even though I can't always explain the ministry he's given to me and why he's given it to me, I do understand it, and I do feel called to it. That's all that really matters. He makes the path for me. He clears the way. He presents the opportunities, and I follow. No questions asked. I really want to talk to you today about mindfulness. 
First, we need to understand what mindfulness means. According to the greater good through Berkeley University, mindfulness means maintaining a moment-by-moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations, and our surrounding environment through a gentle and nurturing lens. Mindfulness also involves acceptance, meaning that we pay attention to our thoughts and our feelings without judging them, without believing, for instance, that there's a right or a wrong way to feel or think in any given moment. This allows us to cut ourselves some slack. When we practice mindfulness, our thoughts tune in to where we're sensing in the present moment rather than rehashing the past or imagining the future. We tend to think we have to always make sense of everything by following some specific storyline. Mindfulness is about becoming more aware of where you are and what you are doing without becoming overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around you. How do our minds keep up with all that's going on? It really is too much. It is. Sometimes we simply need to check out from some things in our life for a while, even specific people. Sometimes we need to clean house on our lives. We need to have time to think, to pray, to sit still, and to listen to God. It's a form of self-care, and it is needed. To be mindful means to be observant to what is happening in the mind, the body, and your environment, and allow your thought process to stay there. It is being helpful to others around you and observant to how you can help them and what you see in this moment that that person may need, or even thinking ahead of how helpful you may be to someone who can use your help, your kindness, your thoughtfulness. Remember, you do not always need to be doing something. You don't always need to have to have something like the TV or the radio. You don't always have to be Uh, picking up your phone. You need to be still with the Lord for a while. It is something like meditation practices that develop an increased awareness of our thoughts, our sensations, and our feelings. Adding to this quality, it has increased kindness and passion. Mindfulness improves our capacity to cope by identifying the options available to us. We don't feel caught off guard so much when something does arise. And you can see how mindfulness leads to greater well-being and mental clarity and an increased ability to care for both yourself and others. Being mindful in our task at our jobs, think about it, it helps make us better at what we do versus spending so much time being stressed out and tired. God knew exactly what he was doing when he commanded us to be kind and loving. Mindfulness. It has so many benefits for our health, our emotional and mental well-being, peace, and having a calmness to my being, it comes to mind. And just think how much better our world would be if we all decided to make mindfulness a priority in our lives. You cannot control what other people do, but you can make the choice for you, and it will be noticed and possibly help someone else to want to do the same. I can almost bet on it. Our world needs us to be more mindful in all things to all people.
The mindful people will most likely stand out amongst all who are not. They will far succeed more than those who are not, especially because they're pleasing unto the Lord. Being mindful in the care of yourself, being mindful in how you take care of what you have, being mindful in how you speak, how you act, how you react, and being mindful in your choices. Mindfulness, it must be intentional. You must begin with the effort before it becomes a habit. Be patient with yourself. They say that it takes 21 days for you to establish a habit, and then the habit becomes part of who you are. Mindfulness, it's thoughtfulness. You can begin by being kind to yourself. Have you been waiting on a lifestyle change? Well, here it is. It is being mindful in all things. Even when speaking, being mindful with the same words, using the tone of your voice, it makes all the difference to the response you may receive. Being mindful, it sets the first impression that you may make with someone. And being mindful, it determines just how long and how deep that relationship may last. Being mindful, it can not only change you, but it can change someone else. It can make someone else decide to be more caring and thoughtful. Until next time, will you be a Martha or a Mary? Place being mindful at the forefront of your mindset. Be intentional with your mindfulness and be the change that you want to see in this world.